0: sick and needs to know that it is not okay for their employees to be like calling trans women sir to like intentionally with me after I did something he doesn't like I heard the mother call me sir the world know at least that if you do this if you go and you accost trans people in public we can just make a bad scene at some of us well
1: That was a uh, typical Democrat, 2023, a man who dresses as a woman, went to Popeye's fried chicken. Mmm, delicious. Love that chicken from Popeye's. And one of the employees referred to him as sir. One of the employees referred to him as sir, seeing through his ruse, right? And uh, so the Democrat took his phone, went down to the beach, and uh, you see the eyebrows? There's something terribly wrong with those eyebrows there. <laughs> Made a big mistake with those, I think. So dude look like a lady, uh, goes to Popeye's, employee refers to him as sir, and uh, he becomes furious, makes an angry, expletive-laden video, posts it on the Twitter. Do we call it X now? Because you can't. I mean, there are too many things called X, aren't there? But uh, posted on Twitter, are we supposed to stop calling it Twitter as of today? Because this whole, our culture has uh, lost its mind and the wheels have come off and uh, completely nuts, I've got to say. But there it is, a transgender, I don't see, I prefer to not say trans, trans, right? Because trans is a prefix that applies to a lot of different words and circumstances and and when you say trans... That uh, doesn't exclusively, explicitly mean uh, transgender person, meaning a Democrat who's in the midst of a crisis, uh, an identity crisis. And and so this dude, this guy, uh, very angry and cursing up a storm and all this stuff because an employee at Popeye's, mmm, Popeye's, um, referred to him uh, as sir, and that's it. No, call me ma'am. Um, Call you an ambulance, all right? How about, uh, how about that? Uh, call, you a, uh, call you a clinic. Let's, uh, let's get you some help because you're obviously unwell. But this is the Democrat Party has made this perfectly normal. Years ago, Michael Piercy will remember, many years ago, uh, well over a decade ago, I started talking on the radio about how the Democrat Party's goal is to make everything abnormal appear normal and make everything normal appear abnormal. Uh, I've been talking about that for more than a decade, and the Democrat Party has been hard at work, like the little beavers that they are, uh, trying to make everything normal into something abnormal, like the uh, nuclear family and heterosexuality and childbirth and gender and uh, education and, and uh, things. And they've really pulled the sock inside out, haven't they, the the Democrat Party? And it's all the Democrats, all of it, all of it. just uh, Just amazing. And now Hillary Clinton, just because, uh, you know, the abnormal, the whole abnormal thing. Hillary Clinton retweeting this uh, radical left-wing Center for American Progress John Podesta tweet uh, with headlines about the hot weather in Phoenix, Arizona in the summertime. And the Center for American Progress blames MAGA Republicans. They focus group tested this MAGA Republican thing. Joe Biden is blaming MAGA Republicans for everything. and. And uh, now Hillary Clinton, the Center for American Progress, blaming MAGA Republicans for hot weather in the summertime in the Northern Hemisphere because they're very severely mentally impaired. And it's an epidemic, really, this mental impairment uh, among Democrats. It's extraordinary. So the John Podesta-founded left-wing radical, they have Tom Deschel over there, former senator. They pay everybody millions of dollars. They call it a nonprofit, and they all... Build mansions and buy big boats with their nonprofits, you know, uh, and they uh, they pretend they're saving the world by blaming MAGA Republicans for hot weather in the summertime in the northern hemisphere. Right, that's their thing. They're very unwell, and the uh, they're screaming that the climate crisis is here. That's why President Biden passed historic clean energy investments. Well, wait a minute, the bill passed, and uh, the weather hasn't gotten better. So I guess uh, you guys lied to us again. But the uh, radical left-wing extremists at the Center for American Progress, that's why President Biden passed historic clean energy investments, investments in the uh, liberal to English translation dictionary. Investments means spending a lot of your money. That's what that means. That will grow the economy and help fight climate change. It's going to help fight climate change. Every MAGA Republican in Congress voted No. Well, first of all, not all Republicans in Congress are mega Republicans, so I don't know which group of people you're talking about, but that's because the Democrats packed it with billions and billions and billions of our dollars that they were uh, redistributing to their friends and allies so they can pretend to run nonprofits while buying oceanfront mansions uh, unconcerned about the rise of the oceans and buy boats uh, unconcerned about climate change. Uh, but it's an amazing thing. And then Hillary Clinton attacked Republicans Hot enough for you? Thank a MAGA Republican. Bitterly. Or better yet, vote them out of office. Hey, Hillary, I noticed you're out of office. (laughs) Because you lost. Because you're so horrible. You're so awful. Everyone hates you, starting with your husband. And uh, just uh, just amazing stuff. And Webb Hubble's daughter. I mean, Chelsea Clinton. The... uh, no big fan of yours either.
0: Sometimes I wish we weren't married. Then I could say what I really think.
1: Hot enough for you. Thank a MAGA Republican. That's right. The Republicans are responsible for the climate because the Democrats wanted to pass a bill that passed but without Republican support. Therefore, I guess, I don't know if the bill had passed by more votes than the weather would be better now. The Democrats are actually at least suggesting, insinuating, implying that they can change the climate on the planet. This is what they say.
0: Women and and children are the primary victims of conflict and of climate change, and there is no place that unfortunately, tragically shows us that more dramatically than Ukraine today.
1: Right. Uh, The uh, war that didn't exist when Donald Trump was uh, president and uh, uh, and then Joe Biden came in and Putin saw weakness in the United States and the West and attacked Ukraine. And uh, then Joe Biden, fueling the military industrial complex with tens and tens of billions of dollars, going to Ukraine, a country that funneled millions of dollars into the Biden family's bank accounts, at least 10 million. Really... Uh, $14 million is probably scratching the surface. $5 million from Burisma to Joe Biden. $5 million from Burisma to Hunter Biden. Plus, those were lump sums. Plus, about $4 million, as I understand it, uh, to Hunter Biden. That may have been split up between Hunter Biden and his friend Devin Archer. Another about $4 million from Ukraine. And then Ukraine gets tens of billions from the United States for war in Europe as soon as Joe Biden becomes president, because the weak sister in the White House just invites conflict around the world. Strength in the United States of America disinvites conflict, war, mayhem. And uh, by the way, hey, uh, Hillary Clinton, maybe you Democrats should stop murdering people in all our cities You should stop turning our cities into murder zones worse than Baghdad. Literally true, literally worse than Baghdad. And the Democrats are shooting everybody with their illegal guns that they don't own legally. Kind of like Hunter Biden's gun, which he didn't own legally either because he lied on the federal form when applying to get the gun about his drug use, he lied. And all of that is okay, right? Now, Hunter Biden is supposed to be in court today. In fact, he's supposed to be in court right now in Delaware, where he's supposed to um, plead. You know, he's going to plead, you know, oh, please don't punish me. Don't you know who my dad is? Which uh, I think he's got a T-shirt that says, you know, uh, don't be mean to me. Don't you know who my dad is? Um, And he's a crook and he threatens Chinese business people that his father is going to punish them and and then millions of dollars come in from China to the Biden family, and the New York Times and CNN think this is fine. They think that's okay. Now the New York Times, the New York Times has the uh, the story today. Republicans in Congress seek to block Hunter Biden's plea deal, and uh, that's because the uh, you know this is such a sweetheart deal, and there is more and more evidence that is that has been piling up in Washington D.C. that members of Congress have been collecting and the news media has been burying, uh, burying but the uh, the um, Republicans in Congress are, have gone to the judge, who is a Trump appointee, and said, hey, uh, lady, you know, this is a sweetheart deal that nobody else would get, and you shouldn't accept this plea deal where Hunter Biden gets a slap on the wrist, barely a slap on the wrist. He should be treated like anybody else because we need you know, uh, equal justice under law, as it says, over the entrance to the Supreme Court. But no. And then after the Republicans went to the judge and said, you shouldn't honor this sweetheart deal that the Biden family arranged for under cover of darkness. You should hit him with the full force of law. And uh, the judge is not likely to do that. But then something else happened. And it's a pretty crazy story. Hunter Biden set to plead guilty to tax charges and then the, uh, the gun charge where it's already been arranged ahead of time. The fix is in, you know. I'm slipping my, the tip of my right index finger along the right side of my uh, nose, a la The Sting. Hunter Biden set to plead guilty to tax charges and then, you know, pay off the, the man with money that he didn't earn. As lawyer tries to pull dirty trick ahead of court appearance. And Samuel Chamberlain at the New York Post reports the story. The Washington Post doesn't have the story because it's not a newspaper. It's a gang of Democrat Party fluffers from the DNC steno pool. First son, Hunter Biden's legal team, appeared to pull a dirty trick on Tuesday, that's yesterday, to block the release of damning evidence ahead of his expected guilty plea to federal charges of tax evasion and weapons crimes. The drama began in the morning when the House Ways and Means Committee filed an amicus brief to Delaware U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norica, I guess it's Norica, uh, arguing that the uh, 53-year-old Hunter Biden had benefited from, quote, political interference, which calls into question the propriety of the investigation, end quote, into alleged crimes including money laundering, felony tax evasion and failure to register as a foreign agent violation of the FARA act republicans are charged with this and and they have the full force of law brought to bear against them and the felony tax evasion reduced to uh, misdemeanor tax evasion so no big deal just pay the man uh write the check somebody else's money you didn't earn it anyway the filing included testimony by two irs whistleblowers who sat for transcribed interviews on May 26th and on June 1st. What happened next was outlined in a letter that was uh, uh, sent to the judge on Tuesday afternoon by the committee's top lawyer, um, Theodore Catia, or Catilla. Theodore Catilla. And uh, at approximately 1.30 p.m., we received word that our filing was removed from the docket, the lawyer from the congressional committee. Catilla said, we promptly contacted the clerk's office and we were advised that someone contacted the court representing that they worked with my office, and he put my in italics there, uh, and, um, and that they asked the court to remove this from the docket. We immediately advised that this was inaccurate. The clerk's office responded that we would need to refile, and we have done so now. Now, here's the, uh, here's the thing. It turns out, uh, looks like one of Hunter Biden's lawyers called the the judge's office, got the clerk, and that the Hunter Biden lawyer Democrat misrepresented themselves to the judge's office, the clerk, the clerk's office, and they um, uh, and chicanery ensued. All right, they're trying to corrupt it even more, and now that this has been uncovered, and the and the, the, the lawyers came back and said, oh, no, this is just a misunderstanding. So they're not denying that they contacted and misrepresented. Well, they're denying that they misrepresented. But the clerk's office says, oh, no, they misrepresented who they were and why they were calling. And I've got more for you on that because, you know, the criminal chicanery of the Biden family is everywhere every day. And when the, the committee on Capitol Hill found found out about it, well, I've got the rest of the story coming right up. Hey, breaking news. President Biden's plan to introduce a digital dollar is already underway. And it's vital to understand the potential consequences, contrary to their claims, of course. This initiative is not in your best interest or mine. Time is of the essence, though. So taking action now is absolutely necessary to protect yourself and your, your financial future, just your retirement and everything, you know. You can help protect your savings from the risks of the digital dollar by diversifying now with gold and silver IRAs. Call the experts to get smart on the subject at American Alternative Assets. Call them today at 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5360. And get all the guidance you need to learn how to safeguard your retirement savings. Say no to Biden's digital dollar. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5360. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, so uh, more trickery yesterday from Hunter Biden's legal team tampering with the process again and doubtless getting away with it again. How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. So what this looks like, it looks like Hunter Biden's legal team had someone call the judge's office in Delaware. And the woman calling the judge's office um, lied, uh, according to the, um, the other side, the lawyers on the other side. Now, it's kind of an amazing story, and the judge has, has locked things up. Now, Hunter Biden, even as we speak, is in the courthouse in Delaware where he's uh, supposed to get his sweetheart plea deal and uh, walk out laughing at our justice system and at everyone that believes in a justice system. But it turns out um, there was a letter that outlined what happened. Judge uh, Narika on Tuesday after the committee's top lawyer, uh, Theodore Katila, contacted the judge's office, and the judge's office said, Oh, someone from your office called earlier and asked us to pull the documents. And the lawyer Katila said, No. No, that wasn't my office at all. So perhaps someone called you and misrepresented themselves and lied to you. And it turns out they've already kind of gotten the bottom, to the bottom of it. It turns out the woman who called the judge's office was Jessica Bangles. And it uh, turns out that Jessica Bangles works for the firm uh, Latham-Watkins that is tied to Hunter Biden's defense team. But all of this is going to be okay because of a corrupt news media. All right, most young people are no longer proud to be Americans, Uh, new poll finds uh, the Gallup poll. You know why, Michael? The Democrats, the Democrats is the reason, that's why, because the Democrat Party hates America, and almost everybody in it. I, don't, I couldn't be a Democrat today, because uh, just all the hate, you got to hate so many different people and so many different things, you've got to be crazy and blame Republicans for hot weather in Phoenix, Arizona in the summertime, and, and you got to believe it, because Hillary Clinton says that it's true. There's a lot of crazy out there and uh, and the democrats stop carjacking people would you please hey democrat maybe the democrat joe biden come out and, and uh, tell democrats and their kids to stop carjacking people that would be good stop shooting people democrats stop looting stores democrats they made looting normal you know it's uh, they make the abnormal normal and the normal abnormal they've made looting and theft normal in the united states of america Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to another phone call, and then I'd like to get to the mailbag. I think I should get to the mailbag now, because you know I I have I have uh, a history of uh, waiting too long to get to the mailbag. So let's uh, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to George calling from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Or hey, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, good morning. Hey, George. Uh, I was I was calling because I uh, even though I was born in Illinois,
0: like you. Uh, I lived most of my life in Southern California, and I was astonished to hear that Andy Enfield had had another player uh, have a heart problem and collapse because the same thing happened almost exactly a year ago. Uh, Vince Uwuchukwu uh, was the, the recruit last year, and he collapsed during practice and had to be revived by the, the training staff on the, on the court. Uh, so the fact that he's gotten hit with this two years in a row is almost unbelievable.
1: It is. Uh, are you suggesting he may be responsible in some way? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, it is uh, quite not bizarre. And then the uh, the super athlete, 18-year-old son of world-renowned super athlete LeBron James, collapsed from a a cardiac arrest and uh yeah. what are what do you what do you think is up with that? Uh George, what what is what's going on? I don't know
0: other than uh, I don't know whether these kids uh, got the shot uh, back in 2020 or uh, what the deal is but I know there's been a lot of heart related things as a result of that
1: yeah and uh, blood clots and uh, myocardia and uh, and uh, and yeah. in, in young people and uh, here's one thing that we need to make note of George uh, nobody appears to be looking into this. All right, sixty minutes is busy not looking into it. The New York Times, and the Washington Post are not looking into it, as far as I know. The you know the NIH somewhere, the National Institutes of Health or the CDC may have a couple of people in a room somewhere looking at the numbers, but I'm not aware of anyone looking at this because if they said in public out loud that they're looking into this, I think they're afraid they'd cause panic. Right, and. Uh, God knows they need to manipulate and control the public message on all issues. And, and you're right, uh, USC, again, University of Southern California, which is where LeBron James' son collapsed with uh, cardiac arrest day before yesterday, rushed to the ICU. Thankfully, he lived. He's out of intensive care, but he's still not out of the woods. And there are medical professionals who are saying, well, he'll never play basketball in college. He was headed to USC to play basketball and was a top recruit out of high school, uh, and it's an amazing thing. Now, uh, fortunately for him, his father is a billionaire. Uh, his father is worth <laughs> more than a billion dollars, so he doesn't have to worry about making a living as he goes forward, but it's a truly extraordinary episode. And you're right, uh, Vince uh, Uwitchkuku, uh, whatever his name is, um, you know, he yeah. suffered a cardiac arrest, uh, and uh, he was playing basketball. He, he was
0: he was playing by halfway through, He by... I guess January, he was playing a little limited minutes until the end. But he was back uh, on, the, on the team and uh, participating. Um, and played pretty well, actually, uh, during the time he was uh, allotted.
1: So Yeah, well, it's an amazing story. You know, a five-star prospect was he and a uh, brilliant future. And uh, then, you know, uh, much too young to be having a, a heart attack or any heart issues at all. Uh, just extraordinary. Roger well, that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, so you know, anyway. I mean, I'm I was hoping, and yesterday I was talking about this. I'm hoping that perhaps LeBron James will step up because if he stepped up and held a press conference and said, "We need to look into the effects of the vaccine," um, because my son uh, was not in line. It's not like he is an 18 year old fat kid sitting in his mom's basement looking at the internet, eating yeah. eating Cheetos you know, and smoking dope, this guy is a a super athlete in in perfect condition, and then he's down on the ground uh, in cardiac arrest, and that's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that is crazy. And at what point are we going to start discussing this out in public in the United States of America? Because, I mean, I've been talking about it here, We've been watching soccer players and soccer referees, and you know, you, you look in Europe, you look in Latin America, you look around the United States. of America, there are you know, people having heart attacks that have never had heart attacks before, and, and 18-year-old super athletes don't have, they're saying it's not a heart attack, it's a, you know, and they're saying, oh, it's different than a myocardial infarction, it's a cardiac arrest. Like, okay, uh, yeah. is he supposed to be having this at the age of 18 when he's a world-class athlete? And the answer is obviously no. And and then the next obvious question is, uh, well, are we looking into this? Is this a pattern that has emerged? Uh, is it associated with the the uh, mass vaccination of the population? And and let me tell you something, uh, George. Nobody's looking into it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. In fact.
0: I want to I want to let you know that uh, as a recent transplant here to the more to the east side of the country. Uh, I keep thinking every time I listen to your show, for my for many many years, from the late 80s until we uh, a few years ago, uh, I was always listening to Rush during this time frame, nine to noon in in LA uh-huh. uh, on KFI initially. Right. Uh, and uh, so it's sad, uh, obviously, when he passed. But uh, you're very good in the time slot. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> well thank you thank you we you know we do what we can we just just show up to tell the truth and uh, and hopefully get a laugh or two along the way absolutely oh thank you george and welcome east now you said that uh like you you said uh, like you i was born in illinois technically i was born in new york um and in bronxville new oh. york and then and then we uh, moved for a little while to milwaukee then moved back to new york and uh, several years oh. in New York, and then moved to uh, the North Shore of Chicago, where I spent uh, 14 years there pretending to grow up, and then I moved to Santa Barbara, of course, and uh, you know, <laughs> yes, yeah, southern.
0: Uh... Well, I mean, because I've got my best friend. I'm uh, uh, I'm ex Air Force. I, I was properly sacem sized back in the 70s, uh, B-52 navigator, and all that. But my uh, when we were just learning to when Castle Air Force Base, we we're going from just initially getting our wings to actually learn to fly the, the b-52 uh my co-pilot was uh from north side of chicago and went to new trier i think you went to new trier
1: yeah. i did yes yes for a period of time yeah. yes
0: yeah so my uh my best friend from my active duty air force days uh, was also a new trier grad and uh so he's an airplane driver uh but he was uh, he's also uh, uh real big at the chicago yacht club he and some guys on Uh, have done the Chicago to Mackinac race. I think Craig has done it uh, 25 times or something like that.
1: Wow, that that is great. The Mack. Yeah, it's called the Mack and the sailing race. Uh, Just outstanding. Mackinac Island, uh, Michigan, beautiful. My best girl and I went on vacation there last year, as a matter of fact. And I did catch you, uh, I did catch you, George, saying, Roger that. So I I picked up, I suspected that there uh, might be a uh, military and possibly Air Force uh, tie there. So your B-52 guy, yeah. navigator. B-52, 488,000 pounds empty, a wingspan of 185 feet. Crew of five. That's unre- yeah, the beast. An un- unrefueled uh, range of 5,000 miles uh, with refueling, unlimited. Uh, and um, yeah. just a few fun B-52 facts off the top of my head.
0: Well, you know, I, all, this, all this talk about uh, people being in skiffs and everything, uh, you know, back in the day, I, if I any time I walked into the bomb nav shop, uh, it was it, it could be a skiff, um, and uh, so it's, but it was a place where you know you, you you handled classified information very very carefully, and you didn't mm-hmm. take it out of there yeah. for sure. Um, so
1: you, you didn't know, email it to Hillary happened, on her private server.
0: Well, speaking of Hillary, you know. I <laughs> I was back and back in the day when she was uh, breaking up uh, phones and stuff like that. I was saying, you know, if I did the stuff that Hillary did, I would still be living in Kansas.
1: Yeah, you Fort would. Leavenworth. Yes. in a place called Fort Leavenworth. That is a, that is a fact. But, uh, you know, the Democrats, the fix is in the fix is in. George, uh, God bless you, my friend. I'm saluting you. I'm saluting you. You retire at uh, you retire at 05, Lieutenant Colonel.
0: I did make lieutenant colonel. Yeah, I ended up my career as uh, the senior intelligence officer at the reserve wing
1: at uh, March Field. Very nice, very out nice. By out by Riverside, yeah. Yeah, March, man. Okay, so. uh, George, thank you, my friend. Great to, great to meet you. Great to hear your voice. I'm saluting you. You too. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. And welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Let me go to the mailbag. Let's go to the mailbag. Now, uh, Kevin Tober pulled together our uh, director-in-chief of Social Media Matters. Um, who got a couple of mentions in Newsweek yesterday. That's coming up. So uh, Kevin Tober points out these questions were submitted through the mailbag form on the Chris Plant newsletter. The Chris Plant newsletter. We put out a newsletter every day. You should get it. It's full of the articles we talk about on the show and and so on. And um, so Kevin said go to the Chris Plant newsletter. You can go to WMAL. You can search for Chris Plant and find the newsletter. And there's a form there for the mailbag, and that's good. Now, getting to the the questions, Diane from Glen Allen, Virginia—not Glen Ellen, but Glen Allen, Virginia. Why'd you stop doing your opinion opening and closing on the Right Squad? That's the uh, the Newsmax television show at 9 p.m. By the way, you seem more comfortable each week. That's that's great. Um, I gotta I gotta tell you, Diane, the. The show is still a work in progress and there are a lot of moving parts and the producers are all in New York um, and and, uh, that that write the show and um, the senior producers and so on. And uh, there have been a lot of changes since we started, it's true. There's a lot of input from high on in the company. Let's do it this way. Let's do it that way. So the changes keep happening. And I think we decided that we want to get the panel into the discussion uh, more quickly. Uh, I'm still trying to find a way to get more of me 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 into the show because I'm so polite I want the four panelists to to get plenty of time and feel like it's worth their their time and everything but we did cut out the opinion uh, opening the monologue and uh and the closing to have more of the squad the right squad right and uh, by the way you seem more comfortable each week I think that's true and I think I'm still negotiating and nega- and, and navigating uh like uh, George he was a navigator on a B52 I'm still negotiating and uh, navigating my way through the 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 television, the labyrinth-like uh, television sometimes bureaucracy, and um, trying to get um, uh, it's it's in my opinion still over-scripted in many instances, and we need more of me, me, me. And I'm I'm half kidding, but the um, you know less uh, set up and and more actual talk on the topics so we're still working on that and I think the show is still evolving Diane and uh and am I getting more comfortable yeah I am I am there's too much teleprompter early on we're uh, trying to scale that back I'm more of a freeform person you know I'm better when I move all right but uh thank you for the the question and for the the observation and I'm going to take that to Newsmax I'm going to take that Newsmax Alfonso from Greenbelt says, if JFK, he asks, if John F. Kennedy was never killed in November of 1963, do you think he would have been reelected? If so, do you think his second term would have been as disastrous as LBJ's? Well, uh, funny thing, because of your question, Alfonso, I I looked up John F. Kennedy's poll numbers, and I found his poll numbers from from, November 8th of 1963. So really days before he was shot and killed, and um, and also the month before that and the month before that, and they were quite consistent. In November of 1963, the month that he was murdered, um, he had a 58% approval rating and a 30% disapproval rating, and that was consistent in the preceding months as well. And based on those poll numbers, even though it was not 1964, it was 63, I... Um, I think he would have been reelected, and and I think it would have been less disastrous with John F. Kennedy. He was a man of many charms, and wasn't a political uh, brute. Uh, I'll say brute instead of thug, like uh, LBJ was. But L. G. Uh, you know, uh, 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 John F. Kennedy, World War II veteran, Navy veteran, uh, sent advisors to South Vietnam to work with the South Vietnamese, the Vietnamese Army, to fight against the the uh, insurgent communists. Um, but he didn't have us in there up to our eyeballs in the war. It took LBJ to do that. And I also think that um, that John F. Kennedy would have been better for the civil rights movement, a better president for the civil rights movement, than, than LBJ, who was famous for using racial slurs, among other things. And um, so, yeah, I think, I think, yes, it's likely he would have been reelected. He was very popular. He was uh, charming. Um, you know, he looked good. He was kind of the first real TV president. And and his poll numbers were great, you know, almost uh, double the approval rating over the disapproval rating. So he likely would have been reelected. And, and yeah, I think that uh, LBJ was worse than um, John F. Kennedy would have been in a second term. I have more mailbag questions coming up as well. You know, CBD is everywhere. CBDs, they're putting CBD in everything. Well, my friends at Generic CBD have infused CBDs into their number one best-selling, deep-penetrating muscle and joint cream. And let me tell you, this stuff is quite amazing. It melts right into your knees, elbows, shoulders, your back, especially those stiff hands, fingers, knuckles, you know, joints. It goes to work in a matter of seconds, too, and it's a fantastic moisturizer. I know, my best girl told me. The company's called GenericCBD.com. You've heard me talk about them before. They sell premium CBD products for less cash. So you save money. And right now, you can try their muscle and joint cream for free. For free. You just pay $2.95 with the pay for the shipping and handling. But don't worry, it's not a subscription. There are no strings attached. They just want you to try it because they know you're going to love it. You're going to buy it. You're going to give it as gifts. You're going to use it yourself. So get your free sample at GenericCBD.com. That's G-E-N-E-R-I-C-C-B-D.com. GenericCBD.com. These products and statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent any disease or illness. Yeah. Um, We always get great questions for the mailbag, don't we? And I have uh, several more coming up, Uh, as well as more about the son of LeBron James and his... Cardiac arrest and, and uh, more Hunter Biden. And criminal activity out of the Democrats. The actor Kevin Spacey, he's, uh, he's a good actor, found not guilty in sexual assault trial in London, England, another country altogether. A jury found Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey not guilty Wednesday in his criminal sexual assault trial against uh, young men in London surrounding allegations that he assaulted four men. Four men. Jurors began deliberating Monday. After nearly four weeks of testimony, the jury returned the verdicts at the Southwark Crown Court after three days. Spacey turned 64 Uh, today. He's turning 64 today. Hey, happy birthday. You're not going to prison for sexually assaulting men. Uh, Of course, he's famous for groping men in the United States, too. It's it's a pattern. You know, it's Hollywood. He's an award-winning actor. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together,